Welcome everyone to the Mile High Champions League Fortnightly Podcast. I'm your host, the Commission, with me as always is a man who has a beard and a man who also has a beard. Big Nolski and the Jackhammer. How are you guys doing? Beards. Oh, I'm very beardy. Are you? Very beardedly myself. I kind of did one. It's like, you know, when uh, during COVID, when they had everything shut down here in Colorado, mm-hmm. like, you know, when, they, when you're downloading something in Windows and you get the progress bar and it kind of just inches its way up and it, like stalls out at 80 percent. That was essentially my beard. It's like, man, it's almost there, but not really. So buffering, buffering, beard. <laughs> buffering. buffering. I got the, the blue screen. I had to control alt delete my face, which means I shaved it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So anyways, so tonight's episode is sponsored by Laramie Cigarettes. Mmm, that smooth Laramie, which we were just talking about. So, uh, some of the history of Laramie cigarettes in The Simpsons. Radioactive Man was smoking one on the set of, you know, the 1950s version. Homer, when he was trying to make uh, Bart not gay, parked him in front of a Laramie cigarettes billboard with two scantily clad women in a pillow fight. And, Noel, what happened after that? Bart really wanted a cigarette. <laughs> Homer's like, so how you feel? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want on. a cigarette. <laughs> so I don't think Homer's plan worked. Anyways, uh, as much as people want to hear us talking about British adjectives and Simpsons companies, let's talk a little fantasy football because that is why we're here. So let's um, let's just touch on a few things here. So far, so we are halfway through the season. We are more than halfway through the season, actually. We have completed seven weeks, which is kind of bonkers. So 2020 has been the shortest and longest year of all of our last decades because it's just been so weird. But, guys, do you have any thoughts? Just looking at all of the games here, we're going to go completely unstructured tonight. Looking at all these games here, in week six, that is, is there anything that really stuck out to you? And before you answer, let me give kudos to those who uh, kicked ass this week and last week. Uh, the week six MVT was the Space Force. Congratulations, Nick. Week six MVP was Derrick Henry. I still think he doesn't know what year it is because or what time of year it is because it's still the first half of the season. Congratulations, Brandon, on getting that. And Vanessa was had the most specialist team. And in the elimination challenge, I'm sorry to say, Ben, you were knocked out. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Week, week seven, uh, Vanessa, who's just... <laughs> Turned into a real fantasy powerhouse is the MVT of the week. MVP goes to Tyler Lockett on Vanessa's team. Who anyone like? If you guys know, don't answer. But do you, would you like to guess how many points Tyler Lockett scored in our? Well, new I know, so I can't team? answer. Okay, I know as well. I guess wrong. <laughs> well, all right. So on the count of three, we'll all say it together. One, two, three. Infinity I billion. Kinda, I kind of want a cigarette. Twelve. <laughs> now the actual correct answer is 53 points what did he do did he, did he, did he help the refs points yes but that didn't give him the fantasy points he was hoping that got him halfway there he had oh. 15 receptions there's 15 points 200 yards is a heck of a lot more points so he had 13.3 yards per reception so first down every time basically if you throw it to Tyler Lockett you're going to get a first down uh, he had three touchdowns uh, and that's what got him 53 points. So he is the number okay. two wide receiver through seven weeks. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm looking at just just noteworthy in this in this game. And maybe we'll just start with this game. I'm directing things now. Um, Fine, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm looking at it like if it wasn't for Seattle's dynamite game, Russell Wilson, uh, 26, 29 points, 
Tyler Lockett, 53 points. And Johnny Hecker, yep. 16 points as a punter. The, the rest of Vanessa's team did not actually do all that well. But, did no, you that's... see that 63-yard punt he had, Ben? No, I did not, but I heard about it. Yeah. So, yeah, 63 yards, and he bombed it. It was down at the five-yard line, and it looked like it was going to go into the end zone, and the Bears player actually walked away, and it hit the ground and spun backwards. Like, <laughs> what the – like, that just doesn't happen. And the uh, – or Pecker's reaction was fantastic, just super amped up, because that was a – I've seen very few punts like that ever. Well, and as a punter, you only get so many amazing plays in your career, let's yep. be honest. Yes, and, and probably in your life as a punter. That probably holds true. So, uh, actually, Ben, I did the math. 72% of Vanessa's points came from her quarterback, wide receiver, and punter combined. <laughs> so that's, that's a uh, stat. That is. I mean, you think you'd get that from, like, your star quarterback running back and wide receiver and tight end. If you have like um, the guy from Kansas city, what's his name? Mr. Beardsley, Tyler, Travis Kelsey. So the, uh, yeah, so 72 points and included in that is a punter. So there you go, folks. That's fantasy football. So rewinding back to week six, I think it was a fairly, it was a fairly interesting week. Nothing really extraordinary happened here. I think the biggest surprise, at least on my end is that, uh, the Rams just eked out by one point a win this year, which we've talked about. We've we thought that would happen more often in a lower scoring system. So, congratulations, Larson, on your ninety seven ninety six win. Not exactly helping you overall at two and five, and I can say that uh, you know that's our word for those of us who are two and five. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh, let's go, uh, Benjamin. You first, and then Noel. Give me. Two things you liked about week six and two things you didn't. Benjamin, if you would, please go ahead. All right. Well, um, I'm looking at uh, – what I do like about Noel's team is the consistency with uh, Murray. That's been kind of astounding. Um, I mean, you know, you look at the the drafts, no one really really expected that. Um, so, Noel, good pickup. As, as always, you always seem to, to, to find the diamonds in the rough. So, congratulations there. Um, and also noting that, uh, space forces is kind of coming, coming back in a, in a strong way at four and three, a solid win over Courtney, uh, 123 to 102. Um, but yeah, I mean, good games all around, except for mine. We don't want to talk about it. Uh, so Noel to you. What I've noticed is that with the outlier being space force at 123, this was one of those weeks that just happens where it's a bunch of kind of lower scoring games and a really bunch of close scoring games. And uh, also, I think something to watch for will be Dyke Chark, while they got, or uh, sorry, Molly got 20 points from Amari Cooper uh, that week. I don't think that will happen again this season because it's either going to be Mr. Andy Dalton throwing. Mario Cooper the ball, which we'll see how that went in week seven. Um, or a seventh round draft pick whose name escapes me right now. Tom Brady. Yes. Eh, no, unfortunately. And uh, yes, not Tom Brady. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for your insights there. I think uh, I really, as you said, and well put, Noel, 
you know, Space Force was the outlier at 123. This was kind of, if you could just turn back time, do not sing any share songs. Damn I it. I was head. just about to. It's in yes. your head. It's in all of your heads now, and I'm sorry about, about that. Share as sung by Bob Dylan. Wait, I, no, no, don't do that. Noel. No. I would like you now to sing that song as Bob Dylan. If I could turn back time, (laughs) if I could find a way. Uh, All right, when we get closer to the... No, thank you, Noel. Thank you. That takes courage. When we get closer to Christmas, I would love to have you (laughs) sing I'll Be Home for Christmas as Bob Dylan, which, as I recall, you told me, and I never forget, and I always think that when I hear that song, it sounds more like a veiled threat than an actual, like... That was how a music critic on NPR described it, like, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did he actually do that song? He did. He did a Christmas oh. album. <laughs> oh, I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, when you sing it like Bob Dylan, it does sound like a threat. It doesn't sound welcome. <laughs> like, oh, he'll be home for Christmas. Like, oh, my God, he's coming for Please, me. no. Please, no. <laughs> oh, anyways. Oh, thank you, Noel. Thank you, Noel, for all of those things here. Um... So anyways, I just rewinding the clock. That's what I was trying to get at here. Rewinding the clock. This looks like a 2009 game uh, when things were kind of like still getting started in the Mile High Champions League. Very kind of, you know, the average is about 100 points. And most people actually scored less than that this week. So, you know, rewind time here. Kind of an interesting week. I think overall, um, that's all we need to talk about in week six. Let's go to week seven, which uh, we're starting to get into the playoffs time. So whichever one you want to do the Jim Moira thing, go nuts. Yeah, yeah Courtney did it, go. so thank you. Um, hey, Courtney. The uh, playoff picture looks like this. Noel, you. Why is my screen doing this? Why Come on, come on, Microsoft, you can do it. I believe in you. You're still downloading all that porn. You probably should knock that off. Oh, I should pause that. Is that using a lot of bandwidth? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I will pause all that then. Click, 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 click. A lot. I always say click when I click on stuff on the internet, by the way. So I would not want to be in your office ever. <laughs> what is happening? In the Pacific League, it's a fairly tight match between you two, actually. Noel, you're five and two, uh, and winning the Pacific. Ben, you were right behind him, nipping at his heels at four and three. Yeah, I call it's too close if you look at the, the point totals. In my last two weeks, or well, let's look at the point totals. I'm a big pretender, Michael. So you are, where are you here? So you are. Pretty close to the bottom here when it comes to uh, points. You are 12, 11, 10, ninth. You're ninth for points for Noel's second. So, yes, you are a game behind. So what you're going to need, Benjamin, are wins, wins, wins. Noel's going to need wins and points, but he can afford a loss or two because he's so far ahead in the wins category. But you need wins. Just stack them up, Ben. Stack them as high as you can. So uh, that's, you know, it's a pretty tight race there. And then you got the Doom Givers at three and four. And then the poor Larsons are just suffering this year at two and five. And again, I can say that because I'm another two and five team. So that's our word. Then in the Atlantic division, <laughs> Vanessa's just dominating like she did last year, six and one. Nick, again, is, is kind of nipping at her heel at four and three. So not too bad there, but she is absolutely crushing it on points four. She is number one at 879. Now, what makes Vanessa's team kind of unique this year is also she's second least points against. So not only is she doing very well from a management perspective, she's also had a lot of luck on her side. To score, she's almost, I mean, it's only a two-point difference. Ben, you actually had the least points scored against you at 676. She's at 678. Not a huge difference, but um, it goes to show that luck does play a factor to some degree. So, 
Let's uh, move on to the rest of the Atlantic, which is uh, Dickie Chark and Gronk's probably both both tied at three and four. Still anyone's game. Nobody's mathematically eliminated, and nobody's a, a surefire bet. In the Mountain Division, more like the mediocre Mountain Division, we have uh, two, four, and three teams this year. That's Brandon and Courtney. Uh, if you look at the points for, both of them are doing very well. Brandon is third, and Courtney is fourth at 815, 807. You look at the point against, and you have a little bit of a different story. But basically kind of trading punches here further down the line. So Courtney is sixth in points four and Brandon is seventh. So not a, you know, it's fairly mundane, nothing extraordinary there. Then you get to the bottom of the mountain division where I and Matthew reside. And we kind of suck this year. So no big shocker there. I'm okay on points four. I'm sixth in points four. And Larson and I are rocking bottom when it comes to points against. He is number 12. I'm number 11. You're rocking bottom. God hey. damn it, Ben. Family show. <laughs> this is a family show, god damn it, you fucker. Stop saying shit like that. You're going to bend the fucking children. <laughs> if somebody How think of the freaking children. years. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, that's that's the standings. So do with that as you will. Let's do a uh, quick little recap of week seven. Uh, Benjamin, no, you, yeah, you kind of already spearheaded things. Noel, why don't you take the lead on this one and you uh, tell Ben and I what you would like us to chat about. All right. Well, I'd like you both to each take a look at all the games and tell me uh, kind of what were your biggest surprise. Well, let's take one uh, biggest surprise from each game and hmm. then whether or not you think that will continue. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, can I make a suggestion, Ben? Can we start um, and just go game by game so we're not bouncing around and we, we just kind of trade off? Does that work for you? Sounds fantastic. All right, let's start with my shit show. Um, I was, by the way, I have the uh, ESPN Insider subscription. You know, not to flex too hard on you right there, but um, I, w I got it for Disney Plus reasons more than anything else. Disney Plus, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get that plus, Hulu plus, all this other shit. And you basically, are a sports it, guru. I, I pay money to have a computer lie to me every week because, like, <laughs> this week I'm projected to win. Last week I was projected to win. The week before I was projected to win. So it's like, hey, here you go, buddy. There's a little optimism and hope for you, and I'm just going to shit all over your dreams. So that's what happened this week. Um, I, uh, I just didn't do too well. So what really surprised me this week, I think, uh, looking at this game was just – actually, I think it was a fairly – Fairly kind of run-of-the-mill game. I don't really see anything that's standing out here. I think the only thing that was somewhat surprising for me was a low points by uh, the big rapist. He was, he's was he been averaging about 17 points a week uh, and was projected to do well this week and, and didn't. And this is not a complaint. This is just an observation. Hey, you contrast that with Carson Wentz, who I think actually really outperformed this week despite being a ginger. I mean, he, was, uh, he got 19 points so far on average this week and is the seventh best. He did very well, 27 points. So... Quite exceeding expectations. He was only projected 16. So for me, the surprising things here came in the quarterback position where you kind of have the scales tipped in Kenfield's favor on the upside and then mine on the downside. Uh, and that's my observation. So Ben, off to you. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, pick up with uh, the Littleton Spartans, Parker Rams. Um, this was a, I, I think, you know, I think this was the game of the week. Um, wait, 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 Ben, Ben, Ben. You didn't say anything. About my game. Unless, Noel, is that what you wanted? Or did you want us to each do a game? Oh, do the same game each time. Sorry. Yes. No, oh, my bad. 
Mike sucks. Moving on. No. <laughs> well, no that's, that's not you know, you asked for something surprising, Ben. Surprising. I'm a two and five team. It's like, oh, the Jets lost. That's not surprising. Can I that's jump in here while surprising. Ben looks up the game? Yes, please. Okay. My surprise is that Kenfield started the Giants defense while also starting Carson Wentz while also having the Eagles defense on his bench. <laughs> that is surprising. I don't understand any of that. Like, yeah. If, if you're going to carry both of those defenses or start either one, start the Eagles defense against turnover machine Danny Dimes Jones. Yep, that, that's my <laughs> surprise. Uh, uh, Kenfield, again, what are you doing? But, uh, it doesn't sound like a surprise. That sounds like a severe critique. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I was honestly surprised when I saw that Kenfield had the Giants on defense on his team. Like, what? Well, are they playing the Jets? Well, they are. Yes. Let me defend Kenfield here for a second, even though I whipped my ass this week. They are the fifth best, nope, seventh best defense overall this year. So Giants? they've been the Giants. Yeah, they've been doing very okay. The Eagles, on the other hand, which he's stashing for I don't know Christmas, uh, they're thirteenth. So it's really no reason to do that, especially since that. there's a there's a glut of defenses you can pick up any given week. May not be a top ten defense, but if you're already rocking the Giants, which apparently are a top ten defense, not this week, obviously, uh, they turned in their third worst performance of the season. But nevertheless, now, Noel, I'm going to come to your defense now against my own critique. We've got full circle here. Yay! The Giants, the Giants are seventh best, just because they've had some outlier in the points department. Like the week before and the week before that, they had 15 and 13 points respectively. So the fact that they're averaging eight and they kind of did very well, relatively speaking, what that leads me to believe um, is you okay there, Ben? You yeah, drop your drink. Okay, I always worry about you. You're my child. Um, I'm talking about Ben. <laughs> the um, those outliers kind of boosted their overall point score and boost their positional rank, but that makes them very inconsistent, and that makes them very hard to play on a week-to-week basis unless you know they're playing a shit team. So I'd like to see who Kenfield starts this week because they are playing this team down in Florida called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they have an 80-year-old quarterback throwing for them, who, and he kind of turned <laughs> that team around. So who would have thought Brady was so important to – the NFL that he makes the Buccaneers good, and then the Patriots just have completely become irrelevant in the NFL this year. All right, I'm going to shut up. Ben, go ahead. Oh boy, I don't, I don't know what much, there's much more to say about this fucking game. Okay, uh, Mike, no, move no, on to the little the Spartans. Then don't 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 anyone ever tell you you're not a numbers guy. Yes, that's true. I do like numbers. They are yeah, a lot easier than all those letters. There's 26 letters. I mean, there's only 10 numbers, right? One. Let's, let me count. Let's, One. That's correct. Two. <laughs> shit. Three. All right. Let's just move on to the next game. I I, I, yeah, like, I don't have that it. many. Fi- I have ten fingers. Ten. Right. One, two, three, four, five. I got ten fingers, so I, I really can't count higher than that. All right. Let's go on to the Spartans game, Ben. Uh, I'll let, let you go ahead because I've been chatting my brain off here. Brain off. Fuck you. Brain just off. just talk. Okay. Well, here I go. All right. So yeah, I, I as I was beginning to say before I uh, broke the format. Um, I do believe this was was the game of the week, and of course, Larson with his his horrible. Actually, both Larsons have horrible luck in our league. It, it seems the past few years, um, you know, both solid performances from both teams. You know, I mean, b- besides a couple uh, low, low scores from uh, 
from Arsenal's team. No one did particularly bad, but no one really blew up like like he needed, like he needed to to win this game. Um, you know, uh, Spartans with with Aaron Rodgers, um, pretty uh, pretty solid effort with with twenty seven points against Houston. Um, so in terms of surprises for this, um, you know, I, 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 there's not there's not much as surprising. I guess I guess Joshua Allen's kind of kind of uh, being a little bit more than what we expected to be a little more mediocre. And again, that's not a surprise. So I don't know where to go with this. Um, you know, uh, that being said, the I th- Jets. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, right, right. So we'll. Uh, I, I don't know where he is in overall standings, but and wasn't Josh Allen like one of the top tier quarterbacks beginning? One or beginning two. Yes. Week six. He's yeah. number four right now. Oh, so, okay. So. I mean, you know, week to week, that's sometimes fantasy. You just never know who's going to show up for you and who who isn't. Um, you know, sometimes like looking at the at their benches, like there's 48 points for for Ken or, or uh, for Brandon. There's 55 points for for Larson. So they got a lot of talent to to mix up here. Um, you know, I wouldn't count either of these guys out. Like you know, Larson's got a tough climb with with the record, but he's got a solid team. That's true. Basically, uh, Larson, myself, and Grant have suffered about as many losses as you can uh, before you start getting kicked out of the playoffs. A seven and five team has a decent shot of making the playoffs. Uh, six and six, maybe if you have a ton of points for you, what you're really aiming for uh, is eight and four. Or right, if you can do better than that, hell, do better than that. But that's really it was really hard to do in the first place. So, uh, thank you for that analysis, Ben. I think the thing that is most there's two things that stand out to me on this, and in general, actually. Number one is on Larson's team of the Matthew variety. There's a gentleman named Clyde Edwards Hilaire. How have we not called him Law Firm 2.0? Because <laughs> we, back when we, there was Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, I mean, it was just e- well, for, it was just easier to call him Law Firm. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire kind of sounds like a 19th century British general, and I just I love his name, and so I'd love to call him Law Firm 2.0 as long as that's acceptable I was to the. It sounds very Canadian. Henceforth, it is decided. It does sound very Canadian because Clyde is a very. I like to know the etymology of that word. See, but uh, you, you can't take any individual name in that that three part name. You have to say it all together. Otherwise, it, it's just nonsense. Like all is coming all together. Yes, he's riding his horse now for the fox hunt. Or it could be a uh, New Orleans uh, private eye firm. <laughs> Welcome to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We're going to find that gator that ate your child. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, the you other thing that... know how things go down on the bayou. <laughs> There's an old saying down on the bayou that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a Simpsons episode, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, it sounds like complete gibberish, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. The other thing that I thought was kind of funny is how well their benches did. Yeah. Um, the 48 points for uh, Brandon there and then 55 for Larson. That's pretty incredible. And then if you look at Brandon's bench, he's got a who's who of uh, who was good in fantasy a while back, including old man Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> I'm surprised he actually didn't start this week. I guess he's just that stacked. But you think he's Leonard Fournette. that all season where he just was like, who do I start? And then it got a little windowed down when, unfortunately, Dak Prescott's ankle broke. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's had that problem the whole year. 
it's a good problem to have. That's why he's at four. I'm actually kind of surprised he's only at four and three, frankly. But yeah, um, good job, Brandon. I really, really, really nothing more to say here. I'm sorry about your loss, Larson, but let's move on here. So Courtney absolutely killed Molly this week. Um, it was just a stunner. So uh, let me, I'll give you a second to take a breath, Ben, to grab a drink, fill the drink that you spilled earlier back up, and kind of go from there. So the, the things that stood out on in, in regards to this game for me was the fact that between Tom Brady and Devontae Adams, Courtney had 80 points. I mean, between the two of them, that represented about six out of 10 points came from those two players alone. That's pretty awesome because that made up for absolute shit performances by, um, well, the, the special teams, um, that's not unexpected. The Seahawks, D, did terrible. Travis Kelsey did really bad. Uh, he's still the number one tight end. has been averaging 16 points, which is like wide receiver two to potentially one territory, but he got six points this week. Um, and then Daryl Henderson Jr. got nine, projected 12. That's not that bad, but single digits from a non-special teams position, just they're just not fun. So those guys definitely saved the day for her. I think the surprise to me is just how lopsided it was, because if you look on Molly's side of the equation, a lot of double-digit performances. She had a more consistent performance. The problem is those double-digit performances were not up to expectations. Kittle projected 15, got 10. Cup projected 13, got 11. Patrick Mahomes, most surprisingly, projected 20, got 12. So Molly had a really good performance overall. It was just a mediocre performance relative to Courtney, so that's why she lost, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, what's also a little kind of surprising is how accurate her projection was. She was projected to get 104 and got 103. I think it's the first time the computer's really been that accurate. So, uh, what, those are my accident. two things. <laughs> what, what's that, Noel? But it was accidental because the players weren't, like, the total of individual performances weren't projected, right? Just total was. Yes, yes, that's right. Thank you, Noel. Okay, Benjamin, go nuts. I am already so crazy. Uh, all right. So I would say the, the the biggest surprise for this one is very easy for me. I would say that um, Kansas City scoring 43 points, but only Kelsey only netting six points and Mahomes only netting 12 points. That is batshit to me. Like, And, and I, I don't want to remember that game because it's the fucking Broncos and it was a disaster. But that's crazy. I mean, you know, you... On paper, you, you know the, the the Kansas City Chiefs are going to score 43 points. You expect Mahomes is going to get a lot of that and Kelsey's going to get a lot of that. But when you run up and down the field on the Broncos all day, what can you do? Uh, so I, I guess that those kind of equate to two surprises. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, Courtney was due. She's had a couple really near misses uh, th- this season. She is very underrated and she could be – she could be matched with uh, Vanessa's score. She has got a good team. Uh, maybe not quite as good as Vanessa's, but um, I think she's going to be very dangerous in the latter half of the season. She's got, uh, you know, looking at her, her bench, she's got 45 points there. Um, you know, pl- plenty of talent to, to play with. So watch out for her. I'm glad I'm not playing her next week. Um, so rolling into uh, the disaster that was uh, Space Force versus and into the flame. Space Force. Um, I think this surprise is. Um, ben, ben, do you want to be your own post mortem, or do you want us to do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, please take over for me. I can't. I can't do okay. this shit. 
Ben, as we said, you won the Rex Grossman Award for the quarterback <laughs> that ended the game of the week with negative points. Cam Newton was so good that he threw for 98 yards, three interceptions, and was pulled at the beginning of the fourth quarter, notching you a lovely negative two points. And you really, if you look at your team, you didn't have a horrible game from most of your other players. I mean, other than Odell Beckham Jr. getting hurt and tearing his ACL, zero points, and Greg Olson. Like so, those those three players right there, which are key players, all had shit games. But Gurley had a <laughs> hilariously good game in that he was not supposed to score a touchdown at the end of that game, but accidentally did, and that <laughs> helped you out. Uh, is it Josh Jackson, the uh, one of the many backup L.A. Chargers running backs who was the player to pick up this week? But uh, really, who would have known that uh, Justin Herbert was going to be the star for the Chargers early this season. And like everyone else, Ben, like that's that's pretty good. It's just really those three players that just sealed it for you. You would have been competitive if Cam Newton scored zero points, maybe ten <laughs> points. If Odell Beckham Jr., which you can't if uh, injury, that's that's beyond unfortunate. But, you know, they've been really focusing getting him the ball early and probably got a touchdown some yards, maybe 10 points there. And Greg Olson, unfortunately for uh, both of us, Ben, uh, really Russell Wilson, well, Russell Wilson was throwing the ball to whoever was open, and most of the time that whoever was, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, that's right. So, yeah, that's, I mean, Ben, you were, it was, it doesn't look as competitive as it should have been, considering that Nick got a player with zero points, I believe for the second week in a row with the same guy. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a late touchdown. Robert Tanyan seems to be a flash in the pan, only five points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, great game. And yeah, Steelers defense, though, uh, maybe one of you can look that up for me. I would have thought it was one or two because they've just been getting so many goddamn sacks and turnovers. And they only got three points, so... If uh, Cam Newton hadn't Rex Grossman been, what could have been? What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't get it. Okay. Show yourself out. So um, I'm going to follow up that. I really can't. I think obviously the most shocking thing is the negative two points here. But two other things. Um, there's two goose eggs that shock me. I think the obvious one here is Odell Beckham Jr. And his is forgivable because he got taken out of the game. Um, he suffered an ACL injury and is out for the season. So that's that sucks for you, Ben. I'm sorry about that. He actually has been doing okay this year. I mean, better. Yeah. he's had a couple blowout games. Um, and for 15 bucks, you, I think you got your money's worth. It would have been definitely <laughs> would have been definitely been one money's worth had he finished out the season. But, hey, we can't control injuries. So the one that kind of really surprised me was Jarek McKinnon. I was called Jarek McCliffin. Get it? Because his points have fallen off. I'm so anyway, research that. Well, he yourself that. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'll show myself how. Uh, he just did bad. I mean, the, whereas Odell Beckham Jr. got zero points because he got hurt. McKinnon just didn't perform, and they said they said we actually went to another player, Jeff Wilson Jr., who also so got hurt. The, uh, yeah, so it's like uh, San Francisco. They they were in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys knew that. They, what? <laughs> 
What? What? So playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Uh, all right. This is the other thing, though. So that's surprise number one with those two goose eggs. You, you don't see goose eggs that often. Number two, the punter for your team, Benjamin. Brandon, or Braden, excuse me. Braden Mann. If you look at most of these pictures, <laughs> most guys are smiling. A couple have, <laughs> you know, very stoic looks. They're, like, not smiling. They kind of look like mug shots. Like, if you look at Greg Olson, um, he just looks like, Tough. Looks like a big guy is going to pull you over. Braden Mann has a slight smirk on his face. And my surprise here for your team is how he hasn't been arrested for arson yet. Because he strikes me as, like, when you think, well, why did the old tire factory burn down? And then the guy shows up just watching with that kind of smile on his face. Like, he did it. Just him. Take him away. That <laughs> creeper with the like, like ninety five percent straight face, five percent smile. It's creepy as fuck. So that's the other. That's the other surprising thing about my team is that Braden Man's actually hasn't been arrested yet. So that's it. Let's move on to the next game: Gronk's Party Boat versus Title Time Warriors. A pretty good game overall here. Uh, Josh did very well, one hundred twenty four points here. But well, you did even better at one hundred thirty four points. So you're having a stellar year this year, as we've already talked about five and. Josh is not bad. I mean, a three and four and scoring 124 points. I really can't complain. I mean, he can complain about losing, sure, but um, I think he's at least got a, a pretty good shot at making the playoffs this year. So uh, let's talk surprises. I think the um, just looking at things here, the surprises for me come in the defense. Not so much Gronk because the Bills playing against the Jets, um, you know, 16. Scored versus projected nine. That's good, obviously, but it's against the Jets, so it's not a major shock there. What, Noel, you had mentioned this. You texted us a, a trivia piece about the Bills' win. Do you mind sharing it with everyone here? Uh, I forgot what that was. <laughs> oh, well, no, no. <laughs> uh, I will remind you, it was the first time uh, a team has won like this by only scoring field goals. Oh, the yeah. Bills technically did not score any touchdowns yet won 18 to 10. That's just how bad the Jets are this year. And their superstar, what is he drafted like two, three years ago? Sam Darnold? Yep. Are they they're benching him, right? They're not are they starting him anymore? They brought him well, he was hurt, so they put in Flacco, but now he's back because um they can't just openly tank apparently for Trevor Lawrence. They need to also get their potential superstar quarterback that they claim to still believe in killed. Yes. Okay. So uh, I hope the Broncos get him. I mean, it just seems that would be lovely. Um, he was, by the way, the first round third pick overall in the 2018 draft. Um, let's play a little trivia time because that I know is loaded with quarterbacks. Uh, let's do this. Let's do top 10 in the 2018 draft. How many quarterbacks were there? Trivia time. Ben, we're going to start with you. So what was the fuck was the question? In the twenty-eight draft, oh. in the first round, top ten, how many quarterbacks were taken in the top ten picks? Uh, three. No. I believe Ben's right. It is four. Oh, you guys are close. Uh, I number forgot one. about Josh Rosen. <laughs> Everyone is. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is forgivable. 
Oh, uh, the, the funniest thing, all right, let me just go through this and I'll get to him in a second. So Baker Mayfield was number one. Sam Darnold was number three. Josh Allen actually is looking like a pretty good pick here at number seven. And then Josh Rosen at number 10. So the funny thing that I, according to I were watching this draft, um, the funny thing that I, that I we just looked at each other, we're like, what a prick. Is he was like, man, I should have been chosen sooner. I'm so good. I'm just, I'm kind of pissed I didn't get drafted in the top five. And I'm just like, like moping at the NFL drafts. Like, well, first of all, dude, you get drafted into the NFL. That's awesome. Yeah. You get drafted as a quarterback, which is the luxury position uh, in the NFL, maybe besides wide receivers. And you got drafted in the first round. And then in the top 10, it's like, dude, stop whining. And then what's kind of cathartic about that is he's had an absolutely shitty NFL career. And I don't really wish ill on people. That's not that's not who I am. That's not my game. But it is cathartic to kind of see somebody get their comeuppets like this or comeuppets if you're that one guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just like, come on, dude. Just, just show a little gratitude for where you are in the world, right? So anyways, that's that's my rant on the first round. Oh, and, and there was one other quarterback taken in the first round. So the five quarterbacks taken total. Would you like to take a guess? He's pretty good. I know who it is, but... Ben, do you, would you like to take a guess? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Noel? <laughs> it is Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir, oh, you are right. That guy. 32. Didn't the Ravens trade up to get him? They did. There you go. That was a very, very smart move on their behalf. So, anyways, that's, that's my two cents here. And then the final thing, a surprise, was... Holy shit, how well did the Chiefs defense do? 26 points from a defense nowadays when defenses are getting like 10 points on average. So here's here's the other thing. The Chiefs are the number two defense overall, and they've been averaging 11 points. So the fact that they scored 26 in a given week is just bonkers. So those are the two things that kind of stood out to me as surprises. Also, I should mention, you guys talked about the Chiefs putting up 43 points. Of those 43 points, 14 of those were accounted for, accounted for by the Chiefs' defense and special teams. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was not a great game by the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. It's, it sucked for Trevor Lawrence. Or, that's his name? Travis. Travis Kelsey. Trevor Lawrence. What is his name? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Looks like Stop a making up names. He what? really does. He is kind of weird looking, with all due respect. He is kind of weird. All due respect. <laughs> like his face, it's like you're in the character creation screen in Skyrim, and you're you're just playing with the sliders, and you're making their eyes bigger, and they're making. Their, and all of a sudden, you just like draw his face out like way too long, and you're like, oh, I gotta play this game. I don't really don't care anymore. And they just you kept the character with like a super long face, and you're like, it's hard <laughs> to look at. Anyways, that's my impression of Trevor Lawrence. Let's go on to uh, Ben. What do you think about Noel's game? You know what? I, I think in the. Uh... The interest of time, maybe we'll finish up with uh, Vanessa and the Galloping Gonorrhea's. Let's do that. That's fine. No, I think the biggest surprise here is just the difference in score. So I'm going to take a breather because I've been talking a lot and I'm going to pour myself another drink here. And why not, uh, why not Ben, you take a, you've been uh, quiet here in the last one because Noel and I have been, well, not Noel, I have been jabbering. And so why don't you take the uh, take the lead here? All righty. Well, we already kind of uh, discussed the biggest surprise with the punter uh, getting 16 points and Johnny Hothand. Uh, the <laughs> the collective uh, summation of uh, Vanessa's three very good players. Um, I would say the continued surprise is um, what the what we're seeing from from uh, Grant's team. Just not a lot, not what you'd, you'd expect. I mean, there's there's good good names on here. 
the biggest one is Ezekiel Elliott, which the, the biggest surprise is not a surprise. With, without uh, a solid quarterback at the helm, sometimes your offense just sputters. And that's exactly what happened here, scoring only three points against the Washington football team. That that hurts pretty bad. Uh, so when your your team's always going to score three points, it doesn't matter who you are, you're not going to get a lot of points out of that. Ezekiel coming in at five points, definitely the biggest surprise. Um, you know, I, who knows what's going to happen with Dallas? Basically, uh, yeah, give them all the money uh, when he comes back. It, it's uh, that was a that was a big lo- Prescott was a big loss. Um, yeah. Other than that, like there, there's, uh, I, th- I think we kind of covered it. Like there, there's not a lot of uh, surprises outside of uh, Vanessa's. You know, she's got weapons, and, and it's largely in in Seattle. Uh, if that that holds, I mean, you know, I, we'll see. Like sometimes you have a lot of danger. You know, kind of consolidating your your fantasy team in into one uh, one NFL team. Um, but so far it's, it's, uh, been paid dirt. So who's to argue? Um, you know, I think that might kind of, uh, wrap up week seven for us. And, uh, I can just add one surprise. Do. It's a scoring complaint. I don't know how I'm just surprised. The 49ers defense picks off the pa- the Patriots four times, allows only six points and only nets 11 points for Vanessa. <laughs> Um, and this is not a surprise, but if you think Vanessa's good right now, um, she's got a player, uh, you may have heard of him, named Christian McCaffrey on IR, who's coming back, if not tomorrow, uh, for the Thursday Night Football, definitely next week. So uh, uh, watch out. <laughs> is he, is he I good? have heard of him. He's okay. Yeah, and, and Adam Thielen's healthy again, so. Oh. Yep. It's uh, going to be a uh, – I guess we should just hand her the trophy now. Maybe we should. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is interesting. I think – so there's a couple – let's just take a quick dive down. Indulge me, if you will. Dive into the 2021 season. Changes we might have to make would be giving the defenses a little bit more of a boost here because you're right, Dol. How the hell does the defense only <laughs> score 11 points when they just dominate like that? Really, I think what boosts the defense is when they score like you did with the mm-hmm. Chiefs here. And this is a crazy one, and I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, who, in, unless you have a top tier player, who actually enjoys playing a tight end? My suggestion that we do for 2021, I haven't actually seen if I can legally do this, is eliminate the requirement to start a tight end hmm. and make it another flex position. Thoughts? I think the idea makes gives more freedom. Freedom in America. Right. I think they need more drinks to decide. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. Let's go on to week eight so that we don't keep our listeners just uh, pegged to the car radio, to their iPhone, to their computer, whatever they're listening to us on. The CD so, radio. God damn it, Ben. That's not a thing. I keep telling you. That's not a thing. Stop <laughs> trying to pitch that to Shark Tank. They're not going to listen. Um, actually, that, remember those? Remember those like, CD radios that had the cassette players in them? I'm to explain to my son what a cassette is someday. <laughs> you have to explain to him what every physical format is. <laughs> Don't you mean cloud, Dad? Atron, <laughs> cassette, <laughs> CD, vinyl. Uh, Why are you a hipster nerd? 
Okay, let's um let's go into the weekly preview and um we are running a bit long here because we've been bullshitting a lot, which is fine. Uh, but I want to just kind of dive in here and let's see if we get some quick hits here. The whiskey's starting to hit me, so let's um. What happened? I, yeah, it will happen. I'll have a couple observations, and since it is Wednesday when we're recording this, we have one extra fun little thing here. You get projections, so you get the check marks, which is always fun, and then you've got points scored by weeks, so you can actually see historically what has happened here. So if Ben and I had been playing each other from the very beginning, Ben would have won week one and week two. I would have won week three, Ben week four. I win week five, six, and seven. So our scores would have been three and four. So we're fairly evenly matched here. The computer says, yeah, you're pretty fairly evenly matched, 119 to 113. So I'm going to start with you, Noel. Who's going to win? This? Let's just make this quick. Who's going to win this week? Between you and Ben? Yes. Uh, Brandon. That's a good That's a good point. Uh, Mike, I like your chances this week. Dallin Cook back healthy. And, yep, yeah, a bunch of other players. Sweet. Ben, who's going to win? Um, you know, I, I like your chances, unfortunately, as well, just because I've um, kind of put a hodgepodge team together since I um, dropped uh, Newton like a bad habit and uh, lost Beckham. So I'm kind of playing with some uh, new talent here. So um, I think you got the edge. Yeah, let me commiserate with you for a second, Ben. But you've got some... You had a rough go this last week. Your bench uh, is rocking some serious cues, and then Kenyon Drake being out, that doesn't help. And then you got Raheem Mostert on IR. So you've got a fairly banged-up team here. Uh, I think you can still make a solid push. Yes, thank you. Thank you, (laughs) Noel. I think you can a solid push-off playoff, a push-off play here, or a playoff push here. at four and three, but yeah, it's it's still you're you're gonna be playing with one arm tied behind your back here for the next couple of weeks. All right, next game. Space Force versus Little and Spartans, four and three, and all who's gonna win. Hmm. What, who the hell am I kidding? Brandon. Ben? Brandon. Yeah, I kinda <laughs> have to agree here. Look at the um look at the point differential here. Twenty points. They're projecting him to beat him by twenty points. Uh, probably I don't think it's gonna be that high. Uh, cause I just don't think, I just don't think that's right, but it is. I still think Brandon is going to win this week. Unfortunately. Now let's look at something interesting here. Uh, for those not in fantasy who may not already know Antonio Brown. Yes. That guy, remember him from old Pepsi commercials. He's been signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why. Maybe Noel, you know, why would he's, he's suspended. Yes. How do you get signed and then immediately suspended? He was suspended for the first eight games of this season, whether or not he played on a team. So oh. he has not been issued a new suspension. This was an existing suspension for which uh, there's still ongoing litigation. Let's say that. Okay. That makes more sense. I was like, why, what did he do within like the two days he was with Tampa Bay that you got suspended? It's like, um, oh gosh, who was that old Cleveland Browns? Wide receiver, he was just loaded with talent. And is still suspended. Yeah, what's his name? Josh Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, God. He is a tragedy among tragedies. I feel so, my heart breaks for him because he, like, is so unbelievably talented and could have done so well in the NFL. He just could not get in the right headspace off the field to actually be able to perform on the field. 
unlike also Cleveland Brown alumni, uh, Johnny Manziel, who is just like begging for karma to come whip his ass because he's like, yeah, I'm going to make dollar signs, I'm going to get drafted, and then I'm just going to suck. So I feel <laughs> badly for Josh Gordon. I feel nothing for Johnny Manziel. So, uh, Ben, any thoughts here on this game? Oh, wait, no, you said win. So let's go on to the next game. Moving um, on. Moving on. We have the the <laughs> Human Resources Buffaloes versus the Legend of Lincoln. Lombardi. If you don't mind, I'm going to start on, the, on this one. I'm going to call go it the game, game of the week. Um, kind of crazy, uh, as much as we were talking, like, uh, you know, um, Christian McCaffrey coming back. We'll see if that happens this week or not. Uh, but right now, Courtney is projected to uh, win by 19 points. And that, that's that's crazy to me. I, I, um, I mean, granted, she's got person in there with zero points, so that's going to be evened up a little bit. So I'll, I'll take that back. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this game. It, it's going to be it, it's going to be tough. You know, you want to go with with uh, Courtney? She's got the uh, the edge, no matter who uh, who Vanessa puts in there. But I think I'm going to, um, despite that, I think I'm going to go with Vanessa winning this one. Just because she's she's on a roll, I, I think she's gonna she has so much talent on her on her team that somebody always shows up as a powerhouse. Nobody really, you know, everyone does enough, but it always seems like for her somebody just blows up every week, and she she has that boomer bust potential with every single player, and I think that that's what makes her um, pretty much unstoppable this year. Michael, on to you. I agree. I think, you know, it's interesting. I said the math. Vanessa has been averaging 125 points a game. If that were to hold true, she would win this game. Uh, I have not looked at Courtney's standings. Here, let's see how many points she's been scoring per week here. I know it's not that much. I know she's been doing well. Uh, so she's been scoring 807 points per week. So that's 115 points. So I got to agree with you, Ben. I think even though the projections are going for Courtney here, I think this is Vanessa's week to lose just because – She's got a phenomenal team just by her record alone. You could intuit that, but I think there's still just more upside potential overall here. Now, what could go wrong with that thesis? Tom Brady, Tom Travis Brady, Kelsey, and Devontae Adams. All three of those guys are game changers, and so they could have a blowout week that just absolutely sets them apart and then pushes Courtney ahead. I think this is going to be the game of the week. I think it's going to be very, very close here. Whether or not we get 30-point Tom Brady or 14-point Tom Brady, I think it's going to make a huge impact. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a massive impact on this game. If you look at his points, he's feast or famine if there ever was one. Week one, 41 points. Week two, six points. Granted, that's when he got hurt. Came back week six, 12 points. Last week, 44 points. So if he can put up a, a performance like he did last week, she's got it in the bag. And then Kelsey, if he can kind of bounce back, which I think he should. I mean, if you look at his overall points, he scored double digits except for last week. Probably because they didn't need to because they're just steamrolling the Broncos. But I think this is going to be a very close game, but but Vanessa has the edge. So let's go to the Larson Bowl. Who? Uh, let's see. A couple interesting things here. Most notably, Larson is going with the bold strategy of not starting a punter at this point. Um, oh, no. Now, <laughs> oh no! Clearly, pick one up, get the little extra boost there, and let's pretend that he does. It's going to be basically an even projected matchup here. So, my call for this game is for Matthew Larson to win, 
just because of the power of the punter position. What do you think, Ben? Well, you know, um, <laughs> I think uh, this is the curse of the Larsons. So let's this this game will decide who has the lesser curse. Um, I think Grant's going to get it, quite honestly, and not just because of the the uh, matchups, but I think um, Ezekiel it's going to bounce back. Bridgewater is a pretty solid quarterback, quite honestly. He's he's kind of on the upswing. Um, you know, Swift will, uh, I think, have a pretty solid game uh, at Indy because it's Indy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Grant on this one. Okay. Sweet. Let's go on to now. We've got another familial battle with the Josephson Bowl here. Molly's projected to win 110 to 101. Noel, who's going to walk away with a W this week? It's going to be Molly. Okay. Mahomes nice and easy. is going to have to have a great game against the Jets, but Breeze is going to have a rough game against the Bears, and Michael Thomas, uh, back to Grant's team, is probably going to play, and that sucks. So, yeah, I I like, uh, I like Molly in this game. Cool. Ben, what do you think is going to win? What do you think is going to win? These aren't what objects. What do you think Who is do? going to win? Uh, <laughs> I, I would agree. Um, with whom do think... you think the win shall be residing with this week? With whom? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, the, the, interestingly, they both have some potential on their benches. I think, but it's a very even match. Strangely enough, with there's a lot of even matchups this week, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I'm going to agree that uh, Molly's got the edge, especially with Mahomes is going to bounce back, I would say, um, is, which is going to be the biggest factor here. Okay. Let's go on to the final game, Noel. The Tittletown Warriors versus the Aloha Doomgivers. I think Kenfield's got a bold strategy here. Starting oh, J.D. Bye. McKissick, who is on by. That's always a bold <laughs> strategy. <laughs> so presuming... Presuming he replaces him with one of his non-injured people here, um, he's going to get exactly the same amount of points. And here's why. Because the flex position is where J.D. McKissick plays as a running back. On his bench, here are the available people. Miles Sanders, running back, questionable. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, ineligible for that slot. (laughs) Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, questionable. As we've talked about, the Philadelphia defense also ineligible for that spot. <laughs> so, Kimfield's going to have to make some moves here, or else he's rocking a big pet goose egg in the flex two slot. So, not only that, but even if he does plug it in with a 15 point player. Okay, so let's see. If he were to plug it in to, with Jamison Crowder, who could play, gets projected 14 points. That brings the projection to U113 0, Kenfield at 99. I think this is, in my opinion, a foregone conclusion. You look at the quarterbacks, he's got to beat on Carson Wentz, but all the other check marks go to you, and I have to agree. So I think this is going to you, Noel. Ben, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I would agree. Um, and even Baker Mayfield is, you know, uh, he's, what, like, rejected three points behind Carson Wentz. So I, I don't think it's – sorry, Kenfield, I don't think it's going to much of a contest. You're playing a, a, a guy as a consistent powerhouse. No, I hate your guts. Thank you, Ben. Uh, but let's not You're forget, lost. Kenfield is starting a punter whose picture looks like he's going to sell us a Brooks. No, it looks like a senior photo from a weird college. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's not going to start my house on fire? 
He won. Oh, I can't that say the that. Worst that. neck beard since Orton. He might show up to your house to try and sell you like a roof or something. I don't know. <laughs> that, first off, I can tell that suit doesn't fit. Second, <laughs> like his neck is too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, have you heard of Cutco cutlery before? Because <laughs> if not, good. This guy's gonna listen to our podcast and cry himself to sleep. Like, God damn it, these guys who I've never heard of before in their 12-team fantasy league made fun of me. Man. Daryl. My suit doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're tough. They can take it. Wipes away a tear. Um, anyways, okay, I think we've talked enough shit tonight, gentlemen. Um, but we picked the winners. We're always 100% accurate 100% of the time. So that'll keep be track fun. of that going forward. Uh, you know what? That would be fun. We should assign somebody to track that down in the league because uh, I would say we're probably 60%, maybe 70% accurate. And that's, you know, that's in line with Vegas standards. So, yeah, it was, we've talked about, like, do not take our musings as advice. You will lose. That's not the whole point. We're just doing this for the fun of it because we want to make the Milan Champions League the best league there is out there for your fantasy experience. So, um Ladies and gentlemen of the jury and the Mile High Champions League, I think that we've covered everything we need to and want to. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about, Benjamin? Uh, no. For the love of God, make this year stop. The election's next week. I'll be happy when it's over. Yes. And we don't want to get too political, but um, please go out and vote if you haven't already. Send in your – most of us are here in Colorado. It's so easy to vote in Colorado if you haven't filled out your ballot and dropped it off. Super easy. Just – just do it. I don't care who you're voting for. Just go vote. It's our American right and privilege, too, so go do that. Uh, Noel, is there anything else that you would like to add to this week? Just to add on to the go out and vote, or in our case here in Washington State, if you're here, uh, you can still register to vote and still get your ballot to mail in, although it would be more difficult. So if you live in King County like I do, you can still register. You can go pick up your ballot and then drop it off at a ton of drop off locations all over King County. Just do it. No matter who you vote for, just vote. That's all I got. Excellent. How many kings live in King County, Noel? Uh, not enough. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The ratio is terrible. <laughs> I thought you say zero because then I'd say it was a lie, but your answer was so politically perfect. I really don't want to try to top that. So, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, thank you for joining our fortnightly podcast here. We will try our, our hardest here to do this every two weeks, which this is, this is on me, by the way. I want to apologize for all of you because we were doing this on a weekly basis um for those of you who don't know I'm, I'm spending a lot of my evenings studying for the certified financial planner certificate and apparently they wanted to make that super duper hard so i have unfortunately I have to commit a lot of time to that and that's why i haven't been able to commit a lot of time to this so certainly not uh ignoring you good folks out there in fantasy land it's just unfortunately the constraints of the job and 2020 in general just can suck a deep so Anyways, that is our fortnightly podcast. Gentlemen, if there's nothing else you'd like to add, Noel, if you would, please send us out. So, okay, I was looking this up. Fortnightly is a word. So I was thinking, and if, in fact, the adjective from Britain means happening or produced every two weeks. So what I'm thinking is, 
instead of a weekly podcast, because I really can't commit to this at, this at that point, why don't we make it a fortnightly podcast? And it's a word. So let's go from there. Cool. All right. Are we recording? We are. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Are we including that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. All right, let's do this.